0: Welcome to the Dripping in Black podcast, where we celebrate Black excellence throughout the Black diaspora. Here's your host, David V. Lewis.
1: What's up, good people all across the world? This is the Dripping in Black podcast. I am your host, David V. Lewis. And per usual, you have another fantastic lineup. This lineup is a part of the Inkster High School Student Series, and we have three fantastic former students with us, Miss Sarah Flemings, Adantae Richardson, and Latasia Folks. <laughs> All right, so Sarah, say hello to the world.
0: Hello, world. <laughs> I'm excited to be on the Drippin' and Black podcast.
1: We're excited to have you. Idante, say hello to the world.
2: Hi, world. Coming live from California in a whole different time
3: zone.
1: That's what's up. Latasia, folks, say what's up to the world.
3: What's up, world? I'm coming live from downtown Detroit, and I'm excited to be a part of the Dripping in Black Series Inkster Edition.
1: All right, so we're going to engage in a conversation. We're about celebrating Black excellence, and we know that a lot of our former students are doing excellent things, and that's why we had you all come on. All right, so let's start off introducing ourselves to the audience. So I'm going to start with Idante A. if I asked you, who is Adantia Richardson, what would be your response?
2: So Idante A. Richardson is a woman of integrity, a woman of love, and a woman of business. Um, I was born and raised well, I was born in Bennisville, South Carolina, which is a small town. So often I identify myself as like a country bumpkin or a southern bill because that's originally where my roots come from. I moved to Detroit, Michigan in 2008, um, right before President Obama got elected. And um, that's why I had to retrace on my statement. I like to think that I was raised in Detroit because I learned a lot of valuable lessons there. Um, but I was born in Bennisville, South Carolina.
1: Okay. Latasia folks, if I said, who is Latasia folks, what would you say?
3: Latasia folks would just be um, more of a woman. Um, She is honest. She's transparent. um, Mm. She's motivated from within. Whatever um, I set off to do, I do it. I'm bigger than the box I was originally placed in. So there's no black feeling for me. I was born in Detroit, Michigan. I grew up west of Detroit, down anywhere from Taylor to Inkster area. Mm-hmm. I went to Inkster Public Schools the majority of my life, so um, mm-hmm. where I would consider myself raised.
0: Um,
1: mm-hmm.
3: I'm truthful, I'm honest, and I'm very humble.
1: Okay. Sarah Fleming. If I said, who is Sarah Fleming? And I put an S on the end. Who is Sarah Fleming? What would you say?
0: I would say that... Sarah is an intelligent, driven, somewhat outspoken, free-spirited, open-minded, creative spirits flowing through the universe. (laughs) Um, I was also (laughs) born and raised in Detroit. I've actually went to DPS all my life. I only went to Inkster Public School. My mom moved closer out that way. Um, I'm a photographer. I'm also an instructional designer. I think very vividly have a wild imagination. and. I like to use those gifts to create things and inspire other people along the way.
1: Yeah. And I remember all three of you really, really well. All three of you were uh, you know, very special to me. All of the descriptions that you provided for yourself, uh, I would use some of the same words. I think you were the same way when you were a high school student. And it's just great to be able to catch up with you. All right. So let's let the fun begin. So we're going to start off with a little bit of a game, I guess. It's going to be called when I say, you say. All right. So when I'll say something and then whatever response it elicits, I want you to provide for us. If it's a one or two word response, that's fine. Just feel comfortable in explaining whatever that word is. All right. Which brave soul wants to go first?
2: Throw me in the cage. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> All right, Adante. When I say Inkster High School, you'd say?
2: Intelligence.
1: Mm. Okay, explain. explain. Yeah.
2: So when I, like I said, I moved to Detroit, Michigan in 2008. I got accepted in the summer of 2008. I got accepted into Renaissance. I got accepted into CAS. Um, but there was a waiting list. So um, the entire summer, my mom was panicking. She didn't know, like, where are we going? Where are Dante is going to go to school? She has to go to school. So it just happened. One day, it was me, um, my stepfather, and my mom. who was riding. I don't know how we ended up in Inkster, but Inkster was having a car wash. And we stopped by, and she grabbed a, pap- a pamphlet, and it was just really history from there. Being at Inkster High, it's like I was immersed in so much culture. Um, everybody was doing, uh, so many different things on so many different levels. Of course you had, you know, the class clowns and the hallway skippers, but you know, that just comes a part of like the school life. But I met a lot of people, um, coming from the South and moving to Detroit, Michigan, it's just like living in, I mean, going to Inkster High, I learned how to survive or I became a survivor. I didn't have that instinct coming from a more of a rural area and, South Carolina because certain things I didn't have to really worry about or focus on or consider. I met a lot of excellent black teachers coming from South Carolina. um, I didn't have that. I probably had one or two black uh, professors or teachers. So coming things to high, majority of my teachers were black. You know that just really made me happy. It made me smile. Made me know that we could really do anything and the amount of education, because I didn't play about my education. So the education, I took it very serious on every count from you, Miss Booker, Miss Lewis, Ms. Gaines, Ms. the list could go on. But um, I still have lessons that, you know, you guys talk to me outside of class that I still carry today. So, um, of course, when I think Inkster, I think excellence. Well, intelligence, because I met a lot of smarts kids there at the time who are now adults I met a lot of smart teachers there who are still around and alive thankfully and
0: (laughs) you you guys weren't
2: weren't too older you know so (laughs) it made it a little easier you know it wasn't really a disconnect at least I felt like it wasn't a disconnect with the students and the teachers because it was more like you guys was like well at least to me speaking for myself like a father figure or a mother figure because It wasn't like you guys were 60 years old. So that made it easier, you know, when someone or you felt like somebody was going down the wrong path to kind of like reel them back in. So intelligence for
0: sure.
1: Okay. Sarah, when I say Inkster High School, you say?
0: Misunderstood. And Mm. I I say that because um, I like my perspective of Inkster High when I was at Inkster High was a lot different than um, the way that I A Adantier, I pronounced it right, correct? Adantier? Yeah. I feel like it's a lot different than how you described it while I was there, but thinking back on it and reflecting on the students that I was interacting with, the teachers that I had there and everything, it's a lot different. Um, when I was at Inkster High, I always felt like, Oh my God, everybody's so bad. They're always fighting. It's a lot going on. I feel like I'm not learning all that I could be learning in my classes. There was one point where a lot of teachers like were not there or like books weren't the type of books that we needed. But I still had like a lot of quality interactions there. Like there are still things that I learned in the classroom that I don't think I would have learned anywhere else because we had a lot of black teachers who wanted to instill that information and knowledge into the students that I don't know if we had teachers of other races or who couldn't connect with us if they would have done that same due diligence regardless of what resources Mm -hmm. we had or didn't have so I think that I mean our test scores may not have always been up there and the experience at the time may not have felt like we were at like the best high school at the time but I think it was just misunderstood even the area of Inkster in general like there was a lot of And there still is like a lot of great things in that area and in that school, but Mm. it just didn't get the type of recognition and the type of resources that I think it deserved.
1: Wow. Okay. Folks, when I say Inkster High School, you'd say?
0: I'll say Unity.
3: I, I, my experience is different from the both of of you guys' experience. Mm. I started attending Inkster Public Schools in the second grade, and I feel like that was the best place I could have ever received an education. I'm appreciative for the type of education I've had. I felt like I've always learned something inside of the classroom and I've always exceeded well. I was valedictorian of elementary. I was valedictorian of middle school. So when I came to Inkster, I had the opportunity to be in a part, to be in a part of the academy. And I believe that was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. And um, I say unity because... I've had some teachers that were my teacher in high school has been my teacher since second grade, like Ms. Lane. I have an excellent relationship with her. I had an excellent relationship with a lot of teachers there. I didn't look at them as my teachers. I feel like we were more so a, a, more so like a family. Um, the students there, yeah, it was a lot of it, fighting. It was a lot of crazy things that happened, but that happens within every school. And I think that um, my education experience was good, Um test scores could have been low because we were put at a disadvantage to begin with. Um, just being a school with no resources, but I believe that the resources we did have, we may do with them. Um, I feel like Inkster was a stumping ground for many schools around us. I feel like we were one of the first schools to even have the dual enrollment program. I My experience was great, <laughs> and I, I feel like the best word would be unity. Everybody stuck together regardless right or wrong if he was wrong you got dealt with in, in a wrong manner but if he was correct they uplifted you and they praised you for that
1: okay all right wonderful words wonderful words so i didn't get uh the year that you are uh, graduated so i'm gonna go around and get that so let's go with folks first what what year did you graduate from engster high school
0: 2012
1: Twenty twelve.
3: shut us down
1: but yeah
0: yeah i do oh baby
1: Oh, 2012 as well.
0: The best.
1: Okay. Sarah?
0: 2013. I was the last class to come out of the English. Last there. class. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wow. Okay. So here's the next one. Who wants to go for the next round? When I say you say.
0: I go first.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh folks, when I say life after high school, you'd say
3: life. After high school, I would say um, it's been wavy. Mm. I say wavy because um, life is a big wave and you just got to ride it. So mm. I think when, we, when I graduated high school, as maybe a lot of people at the age of 18, they have their life planned out. They may say, hey, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get married and I'm going to um, live great. And that has not been my experience. Um, life throws curveballs all the time and um, no doubt curveballs you just have to ride its wave. so I think life is just a big old wave and you got to be strong enough to hop on and ride its flow
1: so, okay. <laughs> okay Sarah when I say life at the high school you'd say
0: I was gonna say abundance but I think I'm actually I'll stick with abundance I'll say okay. that life after high school has been abundant, not necessarily in the amount of opportunities or the amount of things that I've gotten or anything that I've received, but the journey and the things that I've learned and the experiences I've had have taken my my brain and the way I view the world to a totally different perspective. Like I went off to college. That was my first time living outside of home. And although I was about an hour away that's still a very different experience than like living with your mother and letting them kind of make the decisions for you. So having that type of experience, um, I was able to join a lot of different organizations in college. Um, I was able to do different internships. I studied abroad and even outside of that, like I had a lot of hardships, but I learned how to get through it and I learned how to figure it out. And I learned that life was a journey. And I couldn't really explain it with a word other than abundant because look at all that I've done and look at all that I've seen. And there's so much more to see and do. So it's just, it's been great in that aspect.
1: Okay. Adantia, when I say life after high school, you say?
2: Reality. So, (laughs) and I say that because, you know, after high school, after graduation, life gets real real quick you're not a kid anymore you're you know you're out there and you have to experience things on your own now a lot of people went to college like myself and i'm pretty sure you ladies did as well as miss Fleming just mentioned um so you're not underneath your parents roof anymore your responsibilities change you're not being micromanaged anymore mm you're your, you're your own boss at this point. So it's just like, you have to wake yourself up. Your mother isn't going to do it. Your dad isn't going to do it. So life gets, life got real, real quick. Like I was always prepared for everything. So, um, but it was definitely a reality check. Like I'm glad I was one of those people that I was never like when I was a kid, Oh, I can't wait till I get grown. So I just feel like now that I'm an adult, I'm enjoying it because I never rushed the process.
1: Okay. Great, 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 great responses. So now I wanna um I wanna ask about what's going on with you now. So let's let's talk to Sarah first. Sarah, what's what's happening in your life right now?
0: Um, let's see, let's see. So right now in life, um for the past two years, I've been a freelance photographer. It started off as a hobby and it quickly kind of grown into something more than that. So the past couple months, I've been taking a lot more seriously. Um, I help manage a space, um, like a photography studio in Livonia. So I'm actually here now while I'm recording. Um, outside of that, like my nine to five work, I'm an instructional designer. So what I do is create and design instructional materials for the corporate position that I'm at. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of external training. So we teach about like mortgages and finances and things like that. Um, I graduated with an economics degree. Well, two degrees, one in economics, one in interdisciplinary studies. I don't necessarily think I use those, but the information I gain from those kind of influenced the thought process that I have when I approach my instructional design work, but also like my photography business work. Um, I'm kind of in the process of deciding if I want to do photography full time and kind of at that crossroad in my life. So that's what's going on with me right now.
1: Wow. Man, that's all exciting stuff. Uh, you know, I have a zillion questions going on in my mind um, and I'm going to ask this one because we you know, we know that high school uh, teaches you some things and then college teaches you some things, but it's not like it's linear, right? It's not like you take exactly what you learned in high school and in college and you see it in, in the, the life that comes after. Right. But, would you say that there's something to be gained from the things that you learned in school that are, that apply to what you're doing today or no? It seems like it's a it's a discussion out there. Like, what is school teaching us? So what are your thoughts on that, Sarah?
0: Um, school is in high school, or school is in college or school is in both.
1: However like you want to take it
0: that. Yeah. Um, so I would say that a lot of the things that I learned in school, whether it's in the classroom or just from interacting with people, it was, I think it's all relevant to what I'm learning and doing now. Like, even Mm -hmm. if it's random stuff that I learned in the class about bugs, as I go out in the world and I'm looking at different insects or different animals, I have that knowledge to like, just have it in conversation or talk about what I learned in class. But also just like the independence piece that you gain from college, or you learn how to network or be social in different settings, or you learn things like turning in your work on time or getting up on time for college, not college necessarily, but like school and things like that. But Mm -hmm. you learn a lot of life skills, not necessarily just what you learn in the books. I also had a minor in African and African-American studies, so I feel like that information was a lot that I learned to... To look for different authors or, yeah, do all that type Mm -hmm. of stuff. So I would say, yes, I learned, the stuff that I learned in school is relevant now.
1: Okay. Folks, what's up with you? What's going on in the life of Latasia folks right now?
3: The life of Latasia folks, I am currently working um, for a friend of the court. I'm a domestic relations specialist, so I handle um, child Uh
1: support. (laughs) You're putting your face out there.
3: (laughs) Um, court orders, <laughs> parent time, and all that good stuff, child support. Um, I do mar- marriages and divorces regarding minor children as well, so that's interesting. I'm a law student as well. I'm going into my third year of law school, I attend Thomas M. Cooley, so these next semesters I will be doing um, clinics, and I'm excited, so the hard part is over. I'm excited about that, and yeah, so that's the type of work I've always dealt with helping people. Prior to this job, I worked in Children Protective Services. I've always had the jobs of people and helping them out, but I enjoy it. So it, it it's a lot sometimes. And prior to that, I dealt with um, mentally ill patients. I worked at the hospital on a psych un- mm. unit. So I just enjoy helping people. And this is my life. And with my degree, I planned on I want to be a prosecutor for a little bit of time. And then I want to go off into private practice and defending um, criminals. I like criminal law. I like immigration law. So that's going to be me. And that's what I I do every day. I'm,
1: I'm beaming over here because you said that way back in high school and you are on your way doing it. So I'm just excited about the path. The work that you're doing is all helping you. It's going to be something that, that adds to, um, your knowledge and ability to do the job of lawyering when that time comes. So I'm excited for you. All right. Adante, what's going on with Adantier Richardson right now?
0: Uh, what's
2: going on with me a lot. I will, uh, many hats. So, um, I'm just starting, like I have a business now, it's called hammered nails. Hmm. Um, and I created my business in 2016, but I didn't build the appropriate confidence within my brand until 2017 when I became an e-commerce store. And I started the brand because I wanted to develop something for uh hardworking women, uh, cancer patients, uh, braiders. It's like women that were always on the go and didn't have time or couldn't go to the nail salon. So um I'm going on year three to uh, July 22nd of this year, and it's just been it's been a great roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned a lot of life lessons through becoming an entrepreneur. I've always been an entrepreneur. If any of you ladies know me, I used to sell candy at Inkster. So it's yeah. like they say, it's not on you; it's in you, and it's kind of like I never deterred from that. Um, right now, I'm actually working with like a big. Uh, corporation right now so i would be of course announcing it on facebook so people can support me but yeah what my brand is is press on nails i don't know if i said that or not mm-hmm. but um i do a great justice of informing women of alternatives besides going to the nail salon because they do not know the cancerous um informations they are exposed to when they step into the nail salon so um uh-huh. i'm very proud to have even came this far with my brand um, and each and every year is growing. Um, it actually excites me how much it has grown because I never thought I was I would be the person that someone would wanna buy anything from as far as like press on nails. So um, I'm doing very well with that. As far as education, um, I just graduated here uh, August of 2020 with my master's in legal studies. So my path is a little different from his folks. I know you asked me, did I study the bar? Um, So um, here in California, you don't have to go through the whole course of law school. I could just get an apprenticeship, but um, I'm not really considering that right now because my role and my goal in life has always been to more so uh, interpret the law. So it's always been my my goal and still is my goal, is to be a judge. So um, I'm considering um, right now in the midst of everything, COVID has to blow over here in California because it got really bad here. Um, We was the first state to get struck um, and the governor governor here do not play. Um, So it was a lot of stay at home orders set in place. But um, with that, I'm considering going for my PhD in judicial uh, studies, um, coming from my master's. And as far as work experience, I worked at the courthouse before COVID happened. Um, I got laid off, unfortunately, because it was more of an interact, like a face-to-face interaction with clients. Mm -hmm. There, um, I I did family law. I was the head paralegal at the facilitator's office at Central Civil West here in California. Um, Did a lot of great things got a lot of hands-on experience, and now um, I'm entering to another legal position as a legal advocate that works with domestic women and um, help them with housing and protective orders. So um, going through um, my master's, I've learned so much um, in the legal field. Um, so it's just like you really get, and I don't know, you may have a question, uh, Ms. Folks, but It's like you get law school, like three to four years, all in like one and a half. So um, it made me like, whoa, you know, Yeah. but I knew it made me understand the type of law that I wanted to do, which is technically IP law, which is the acronym for intellectual property. (laughs) But I just have a stem in family law. I can't step away from it. And I'm not trying to. But now I know I also like a different form of law. So um, I've been mm-hmm. a family and youth specialist. I've been a detention worker and now um, a head paralegal at the facility of the office and now I'm a legal advocate. so I can't steam away from it. so and I' enjoy doing it.
1: That's great. Uh, I've I sensed that uh, folks had a question. so I'm gonna let her jump in, but I have a question about your your business as well. Okay. So folks, did you have a question for uh, Adante? That's real, cool.
3: uh, that's real cool. Cause law school is very, very tough. Like one year, I wish it's, it's the best thing I've ever done. And I think that everyone should go to law school because it, um, it just gets you, it, it, it's, it's a different type of brain simulator. So things you will never think you will know about, you will cover it. And it's really just reality based things like property law. That's, I like it, but I couldn't it. Give, me,
1: give, me, an, give right. me an example, uh, if you can.
3: Okay, so in law school, most people who are in law school, they're heading on to their second career. So these people are at least 40s, mid 40s on up. Then you have the few people that's in their late 20s, 20s, who just come in there just, I don't want to call us, we just don't know nothing. We're not mm-hmm. wise enough. So this like law school has given me a lot of wisdom. Like when I'm, it's not really book-based. It's um, things that you will endure in life that's going to help you interpret the law a lot better. So now I just feel like, you know, I know a little something and I'm excited about it. Um, that's the best way I can put it. Like in class, you will have all these wise people and you're thinking, you know, a little something and the teacher throw out an answer and you like, how did you even come up with that? How? It's just things that you go through in life when you match it up with a certain law, it goes hand mm. in hand and you can't only way you can learn that is if you, if you study law. And I think everyone should have the opportunity to study law and it's free and available mm. to everyone. And it's a tough, I agree with folks.
1: Yes. That's interesting. That might be something going forward for high schools to consider, uh, replacing it something like, that we really don't need with something like that.
0: Just like, No law,
3: like it trips me out. I make a joke out of it on how everyone getting their stimulus, their money and stuff, and it's funny because everyone is saying when Biden's going to pass it, how the House has to do this and the Senate has to do this, and I'm like, that's just common law, and we're not really taught it in depth in high school. But I think that everyone is saying the same thing. And what they don't know is they just they're just breaking down the branches of the government. And that's how I interpret everything that's going on in life, too. So I'm like, it's nice to know everyone knows who passes what and how it gets to be yeah. passed.
1: So my question to you, Adante, was about hammered nails. So you said it's not it's, a, it's nails that people can get without going into the salon. Right. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit more about that, because. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so okay. I have a
2: sample just to show. But mm. um pretty much I have an e-commerce store and it's just like a you know, like a retail store. Mm. You could go on my website. Can I list it?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So the website, the website, excuse me, is ww.hammer, H-A-M-M-E-R-E-D. nails, n-a-i-l-s.net. And you could just go on there. I have a series of Different designs that may be your taste, may not be your taste. Um, if not, it's, if it's not your taste, you could put in a custom order form and I could really create anything. Um, I have an Instagram and my portfolio over the years have expand, expanded. I am a self-taught nail artist. Um, I didn't go to school for it because um I knew I wanted to go to school for law. So um it's actually good I could kind of like balance two careers at once because um, I feel like life try to tell you, you can only do one or do like one certain thing. So it's great that I actually kind of have two careers at this point, but you could go on the website. You could pick, I have um, 30 different lengths and shapes that you could pick from. So it could go all the way down to like a six year old kid, or you want to go like flamboyant and get dragged with it, get the mm-hmm. nails. I have those two. Um, you could bedazzle them. You could just get a basic plain set. Mm. I mean, the options are endless. And okay. I made it that way with my business. So it's just like, um, you know, women or men, because some men do drag, you know. So <laughs> let's just be real here. You know, <laughs> some men do drag. So, you know. It's hey, not I ain't
1: mad at you. You know, i ain't you mad at you. You'll never get a you'll never get an order from me for me. You taught me Just that, know that.
2: Uh, economics 101, supply and demand. So hey,
1: that's true. Um, that's true.
2: The the um.
1: So they go on the website. They purchase what they want, and you send it out to them.
2: Yes, but you have to know your nail measurements first, so mm-hmm. you can order a sample sizing kit if you don't know your nail measurements offhand. And your nail measurements is just like a coincide uh, to your nail bed so that your nails are not oversized. I know this is women's talk for both you and, um, uh, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> both of you and Mr. Uh, uh,
1: <laughs> women talk is always important to us. So go on, go on.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's just really cool. And like I said, uh, I've been growing with it over the course of years. All my designs are copyrighted. They're original. Um, I've created them myself, um, from different inspirations of life. Like, um, I could go out of town and be like, see a mural and I'm, oh, I'm inspired. And then I'll go create a set or if something is trending on social media or, um, in my community, or I just go for a walk in California and I see something like a flower and I'm like, oh, that color would be a great nail set. And mm. then I'll go and create it and just post it on my website, get feedback from it. And, um,
1: Just get sales from there. Yeah. All right. Very good. So let's move on. Uh, I got a couple more questions for you all. So my first, my next question is, and I want you to think about this. I'm gonna start with Sarah because Sarah's been kind of left out for a minute here.
0: (laughs) All the (laughs) ladies talk. (laughs) All in my head.
1: (laughs) So Sarah, here's the question: Knowing what you know now. If you can go back in time and speak to the Inkster High School Sarah, what is something you would tell her?
0: I would tell her it is not that deep. Because I feel like a lot of times in life, not even necessarily with just school, I thought everything was like the end of the world. Like, oh my God, I'm bored. I hate it here. Or like, oh my God, what I'm doing right now isn't working. (laughs) So it will never work. But over time, I just realized it is not Mm. that deep. If you keep going, you will get to where you need to go. And even if you don't ever get there, it's about the journey. It's not necessarily about the end goal.
1: Okay, great, great, great. Same question for you folks. The question is, um, knowing what you know now, if you can go back and speak to Insta High School folks, what would you tell her? I
3: would tell her to be patient. I would say patient because I wouldn't call myself, I wasn't patient. I was, I had to pray for patience. And it's because um, I thought that I was so eager to just accomplish something else. And it wasn't until I was in undergrad and my advisor was like, um, I could have graduated um undergrad earlier then I graduated at 21. I could have graduated at 20. And I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna start law school at 20. And what my advisor basically was telling me, she said, um, something, some wisdom comes with time and age, you know, just be patient. And I still didn't understand. And I'm like, you don't want me to graduate <laughs> early. And I just was, you know, impatient with life, just accomplishing the next thing. Okay, this done. Let me move forward. And it's me um just being in a situations to whereas I wanted I was in job positions I didn't want and I was just so eager to get into that next step applying the jobs and I didn't get it until it was the right time. So my what I would tell the old me is to trust God's timing and be patient because when if it's yours, it's gonna still be there whether it's tomorrow or two years from now. And that goes a long way. It can stress you out thinking you're not moving fast enough. I would also tell um, younger Lataja to, I would also tell her, dang, I just had it. I would tell her to um, take it easy on herself. I always take it. I'm I'm, my hardest critic. I don't know if that's, it can be a blessing and it can be a curse. But I mean, I stress myself out sometimes and I had to learn like, girl, you're doing good. Just take
1: it easy and. Yeah, patient. excellent, excellent. Idante, knowing what you know now, if you can go back in time and speak to the Inkster High School version of Idante Richardson, what would you tell her?
2: It's kind of similar to Miss Folks. That's why I'm over here nodding my head as she was speaking. <laughs> um, I will tell the younger me, you have time. Because coming um, in high school, it comes so fast. Like four mm-hmm. years seems like a long time when you're younger, mm-hmm. but it's like you blink and it's just like, whoa. Yep, You know? So it comes so fast so it's just like it wasn't until really like I always knew I wanted to go to college. I just didn't know where. So it's just like I feel like uh, junior year going into senior year, I feel like I didn't have time like I was on the hunt for the right school. I, you know it was just a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to make sure like okay, now the next four years in my life, I have to dedicate myself to a um, major. To a school, and that's a lot of pressure if you think about it because you could go to the wrong school and you could feel like I just paid all this money or I just got in all this debt, and for what, you know? So, um, I put a timing on everything, and that's just me just naturally being a a planner and trying to uh pre organize my life Mm -hmm. because, um, I'm like shy three years of being 30, Um, by like 30, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm 27. So by um, being back in high school, thinking by 31, Mrs. Smith, don't laugh. By 31, um, I thought I was going to be married, having kids, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like, you have like an outlook of life. And it's just like, then I thought 30 was old. Now I'm almost 30. I'm like, don't you dare call me old. Yeah,
1: come on, come on over here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just like good to experience, like Ms. Fleming said, the journey of it all. Like now I'm not in a rush. I never was in a rush to have kids, but then thinking I was like 15, 16, 17, I'm like, all right, 31, I want to have kids. I want to be married. Hmm. I want to have my career. But my career is now just getting started at 27. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, okay, now if I have kids in 40, at 40, then it is what it is. I'm okay yeah. with that now. But the younger me, I was like, no, mm. it needs to be like this. So yeah. I would have to tell myself like, um, you know, time, like it takes time. Great things take time. You can't rush anything, having a family, having a career, uh, being a wife it, it naturally is going to come.
1: Yeah. That's great advice for, you know, any of younger, younger ladies that are watching, right. is. You know, it's important that it comes when it's supposed to, right. not just just some kind of arbitrary idea of what you think it is, right? It's important to find the right person to marry, and for the right person to have kids with. It's not so much about having it before a certain age, right?
2: Right, exactly.
1: All right. So I got a couple more things. Uh, I already gave y'all the precursor to the, uh, the final question, but before we get to that. I want to ask you, five years from now, what's going on with you? Five years from now, everything's worked out as you planned. What's going on with you? All right, let's start with Sarah again.
0: Five years from now, I will be a high fashion editorial photographer, probably not living in Michigan, possibly Atlanta, maybe New York, maybe Cali. uh, But I will be living out my passion and my dreams and succeeding in that
1: okay excellent let's go folks
0: I will be
3: five years from now I will be a prosecutor
1: <laughs> I'm um, already scared
3: it <laughs> <laughs> together no I'll be a prosecutor five years from now my goal is to get licensed in a different state um I don't know you know I like big things i I want to go where um where it's busy You're so yuck. a part of me yeah, I, I'm loving New York, but I want to go somewhere warm as well. So I don't know. I want to be licensed in a different state. I'm not sure where that state will be, uh, and I want to be able to like vacation away from to that state during the colder months here. But I'll be a prosecutor finishing up my career. I'm gonna give prosecution um, eight to ten years of me, and then I my my whole goal until I'm done with practicing law. I want to defend. Um, just defend people from low economic backgrounds. Um, I think that we are at a disadvantage. No so I'm a fighter. So I take on everything that needs to be taken on. And I think that, you know, the system is crazy. Um, it's put against us and it, people who do not have a lot of money, they suffer. No so it's not really for me. I'm in it for doing what's right. And I want stories to be told and I just want to fight for whoever are who's unfortunate. Um, somewhere in between there, Jesus gonna bless me with all the money I mm-hmm. need. <laughs> but that's five years.
1: Okay. All right, Dante. Five years later, what's up?
2: All right, five years from now, I will be uh, contracted with different fashion companies like Moschino, uh, Savage authentic uh creating runway nails for their models. Mm. Um, as you guys or may or may not know, a lot of models wear press-on nails. Um, so I plan on that, as well as, if not already interpreting the law as a judge in the courtroom, um, being on a judicial ballot to become a judge.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember uh, back in high school, that was also something you were planning for back then to be a judge. All right. So I wanted to give you all an opportunity um, to share any social media that you want to share. If you don't want to share any social media, that's perfectly fine. But if you got social media that you want people to reach out to you and contact you on, let's do that. Let's start with folks first this time.
3: I have a LinkedIn. I would love people to follow me on LinkedIn. I'm trying to build my connections. My LinkedIn is Latasia, L-A-T-A-I-J-A-H, last name folks, F-O-L-K-E-S. Yeah, so you can find me on LinkedIn.
2: Okay.
1: All right, Nadantia.
2: Um, Follow me for my nail page. Um, support my business, support Black businesses. Um, my handle on Instagram is hammered.nails, H-A-M-M-E-R-E-D, period, N-A-I-L-S. Click that follow button.
1: Okay. And Facebook as well, no?
2: Uh, On Facebook, I'm hammered. So just H-A-M-M-E-R-E-D.
1: Okay. All right. anything else that you wanted to share? Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay. Sarah Fleming.
0: I'm going to share my photography page. So it's Fleming, F-L-E-M-I dot JPEG, J-P-G. Um, you can also check out my website for my online portfolio. It's S, as in Sarah, Fleming dot com. Um, you can also follow my studio page. It's TCP Detroit and that's TCP standing for the Creative Playground Detroit. So check us out. And if you need some pictures, if you just want to look at some sweet pictures, definitely check me out. Like Miss Richardson said, support black business, black woman owned businesses for sure.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. We thank you, ladies. Now, let's get to the final and most important question that we ask all of our guests. (laughs) All right. And that question is and you all can answer uh, as freely. I'm not going to pick a person to answer, but um have you ever been on the cover of a, mag- of a magazine
0: no not at all no i none of you not a cover i've been no. featured but not
2: on a cover i've been okay. featured in a few magazines and a few newspapers but not on a cover
1: what magazine uh i not you where you featured uh, all remember? that i can
2: remember right now is mahogany which is atlanta-based um freelance magazine company that's all that comes to mind now
1: okay all right well one of the things that we like to do here at dripping in black is we place our guest on a dripping in black magazine (laughs) for that episode and there you are
0: this is so cute
1: All right. So that is also a parting gift. We will fix that up, print it out and get it out to you all. And, uh, you know, it'll be one of the greatest honors I'm sure you will have to go along with all the future awards you have coming your way. All right. That's our thank you for coming out.
2: That cover is sassy. It is. (laughs) We look good.
1: (laughs) All right. Any any shout outs? Anybody want to give out any shout outs to anybody?
3: Shout
1: out to you guys, you
3: and Mr. Smith. Well, thank you, thank you. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to um, all our teachers at Inkster. Um, I have a lot of favorites. So I'm gonna <laughs> tell you that right now. Show face, but no. Shout out to all the teachers. We're not gonna do that. Um, thank you and Mr. Smith for having us here. Um, I you but, better um, shout
1: out Miss Brooks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I
3: can't. I can't do. Shout out to Miss Brooks, Ms. Norwood, <laughs> Lane, um, are my babies. I love Miss Causey too. Um I love all um the black female teachers at Inkster Public Schools. Y'all are right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love y'all
1: too. I love Mr.
3: Lewis. Mr. Lewis is my favorite. Smith was my favorite. I had some good times in your classrooms, and I appreciate it. Mr. Lewis, I appreciated your class as far as um what you taught us. I love African-American studies. I love it. I took. I think you had a part A and part B. I don't know if it was required or what were, were they electives, but I took You know how problems. they do us.
1: It was definitely an elective, but thank you. Thank you for okay, that. But and the check me. is in the mail. No thank you for that. Okay. <laughs>
3: And
2: your
1: little water bottle, <laughs> your little water bottle. <laughs> I had to stop doing that. But uh, People people that see this know about it. They, those who don't know, right? right. Sarah, any yeah. shout outs?
0: I'm just going to echo what's already been said. Definitely shout out to all the teachers from Inkster, you and Mr. Smith specifically for bringing us back here to talk about our experiences, shed some light on what we do, and also talk about some things we would say to our younger selves. Hopefully the people listening could have some good takeaways, and if nothing else, they're inspired by the way that I was inspired um, by everybody talking on this podcast today.
1: All right. uh, that's a perfect ending, so I want to thank you all for coming out again, and the pleasure is all ours, and uh, we'll leave it there.
3: Thank you, guys. Thank you, and you guys have a great night. as well. Okay, bye. Bye.
0: Just experienced a tripping and black production.